Hi everybody, it's Ryan at Pi Records. I'm here with Jacques from Screaming at Traffic on Little Rocket Records. How you doing, Jacques? I'm doing great. Uh, happy, happy to be on the show on the podcast. However, you determine it. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. So, where are are you out of Canada? Where are you where are you right now? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm coming to you from uh, my little home office here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, home of the weaker than's propaganda and screaming at traffic. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we interview a few bands from Winnipeg, and uh, it seems to be a pretty healthy scene up there. It's you know as healthy as it could be right now. There's there's a there's a lot going on up there, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, yeah, the, the the numbers for what? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, I was just saying the 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 numbers in Winnipeg haven't been great uh, in the past little bit, but normally in regular circumstance, Winnipeg's a pretty great place for music. Uh, seeing as the winter lasts so long, we all hole up and just drink beer and play rock shows all the time. So. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about Screaming at Traffic. Before the interview, we, we talked about how you, when you were younger, you had a band called uh, Screaming at Traffic, and then you either reformed or you started up again, and you used the same name. Uh, tell me, tell me the, the history behind the, uh, the band. Sure. So uh, just to give a little backstory, um, myself, uh, Duncan, the other guitar player and singer for Screaming in Traffic, and Paul, the bass player, uh, did play in a band together when we were like 18, 17, 18, 19. And we called ourselves Screaming in Traffic. Well, we played shows around Winnipeg, not really doing a whole heck of a lot, but just, you know, little club shows here and there. Um, for a couple of years and then we broke up as a band and then we kind of all went our separate ways. Duncan and I went on to form another band. Uh, Paul joined a couple different bands and we all just kind of like went our separate ways in different uh, musical scenes. And then years later, uh, the band that Duncan and I uh, were in, as well as our drummer Stefan, we were all in this indie rock band together, kind of like fell apart. And at the time, uh, myself, Paul and Duncan, all found ourselves like living together uh, in the same place. And we were like, it was the first couple months of living together, maybe even shorter than that, like the first couple weeks of living together. And we found like an old, like somebody had videotaped one of our old, old sets from when we were 18. So we were like, you know, drinking and reminiscing about it. And we were like, hey, well, we've got this house. We've got a basement. We've all got our instruments here. Why don't we like start up a new band or get the band back together? And so we were like, Let's do it. We, we decided that we liked the name Screaming at Traffic and because we had never really done anything with the first band, we were like, well, let's just take the name because we love the name. And aside from that, we're totally new band, just stealing the name. Like none of the songs are the same. The genre is a little bit different. We're going for a totally different vibe. We're just totally new band except for the name. So then we went to our, uh, our, our old drummer, Stefan, uh, who Duncan and Paul and Duncan and myself had all separately kind of played with on and off with different groups. And we were like, hey, do you want to come down and like drum for our new band? And he was like, absolutely not. I don't want to join another band. He had just had like three bands <laughs> break up. And he was just like, no, I'm, I don't want to do it. So after some convincing, 
Paul Duncan and myself convinced him to come down and just keep time for us while we wrote songs. And we were like, we'll come down, we'll give you a couple beers. We just need somebody to play in the background while we write. And uh, three years later, he's still with us. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, just that's kind of how it all like turned out uh, up to the current formation of the band. So, um, what what influenced your your record? Don't like sports. Well, what are the um, would you say are your main influences collectively as a group? Yeah, there there's one kind of big one that like kind of all brought us back together, uh, and like part of the reason we like formed the band it was like I, I had mentioned previously that like myself and Duncan and Stefan were kind of in this indie rock band. And before that, we were kind of in like different rock bands and stuff, but we never really like done punk as a, a as a genre before. Like I had always been into it, and so was Duncan. But we kind of around the time that we were living together, we all discovered the band Pup out of Toronto, kind of together. I love them, and we were just like, "Oh yeah, they're fantastic!" And we just heard it, and it blew us away. And I was like, "You know what? Let's just play fun." fast kind of like tongue-in-cheek punk rock let's just do it yeah and we were all like on the same page and then we just like you know hit it off and immediately started writing uh at least the first two songs we wrote as screaming in traffic actually ended up on both our first ep uh which we just recorded at home and i don't like sports like broken teeth and monstrosity uh so pup honestly was a big one for us uh, and continues to be just like in the way that they are socially in the way that they play and the like j just as a band we uh really kind of look up to them uh and other than that we were listening to at the time when we were writing that i think we were listening to like lots of iron chic uh, menzingers stuff like that as well uh and then yeah we just kind of took all of our influences from what we were listening to and then like our different backgrounds because i grew up playing more punk and uh, Duncan was more of a classic kind of rock and bluesy kind of guy. And then Stefan and Paul both have jazz backgrounds. So we just kind of like took all of that and matched it together into like, let's see how we can take elements from everything like this and play it as fast as we can. Nice. So when you, when you say, I, I'm very interested in the, in the pup element because they were kind of flying under the, the radar for a while. And then when I discovered them, I couldn't believe uh, the, the one guitar player, how insanely good he was and, and just the aggression because I, I, didn't, I didn't see many people doing that, that style. But then when I heard your record, it was really... It was really you could pick out the parts where that that aggression comes from, and, and I would like you to speak to that. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from uh, like I'll, I'll I'll be totally honest. Out of the I'm the least tech tech savvy and like theory savvy as far as it comes goes to music out of everybody in the band. Whereas like Duncan, Stefan, and uh, Paul all had like really you know have had backgrounds where they like learned a lot of music theory like i said before stefan and paul were both in jazz so i think part of what like caught for them was like the way steve plays guitar and how he does have like these jazz backgrounds and plays like really intricately 
and like plays these leads in a way that you, we've never really heard anybody in punk rock play like that before. So I think like the technicality of it, as well as like the kind of more straightforward sensibility is really what hooked um, hooked those guys. And like, and I think it comes out a lot when we write together too. Um, just cause we're like, because we've known each other so long and we've played together so long in different forms, we kind of like push each other to be like, well, let's try something like different out. And like, <laughs> it'll be kind of funny cause we'll like, we'll write songs and we'll like write parts for certain songs that we're like not good enough to play yet. <laughs> Just because we're like pushing each other to like really, like really get ourselves out of our comfort zone. And then we're just like hammering it out. And then eventually we're able to play those like live without any problem and put them on the record and stuff like that. So what have you been doing in, uh, during the quarantine? Uh, I know you said the, the numbers are quite high, um, but ha have you been working on any new material? And if so, what direction are you going in? Yeah, we uh, definitely have been. We actually have been working on some new material on and off uh, since I Don't Like Sports came out. We had a pretty like hectic tour schedule uh, right after the release. So we were finding ourselves more like practice, like writing a couple songs here and there. Uh, but then like practicing a lot to make sure that we were road tight because we toured a lot on the record and we're planning on, we were planning on touring more on the record. Uh, unfortunately with COVID, everything kind of got canned, but we were supposed to head into the States, who's a fest and like do some stuff in Europe as well. Uh, so we, we took like a couple weeks when we were right in the middle of tour when everything closed down. So we kind of like canceled the tour, headed home and all of us kind of just isolated for you know the two weeks and then we didn't really like hang out with each other or anybody until i think it was about may so between march and may we weren't really doing anything we were like meeting up every once in a while on zoom to have a couple beers but that was kind of it and then when we got back together finally once you know there was a period in time where winnipeg's numbers went down quite a bit and they like oh started opening stuff up again and once it started opening up again we were like okay well now we feel better about like getting together and jamming so we played a couple, like, we did the set a couple times. And then we were just like, screw it, let's just buckle down and write. Because, well, like, who knows what how long this is going to last. Um, there's not a lot of stuff. Like, we don't really need to be practicing up for shows and stuff. Like, we, we still run the set every once in a while to uh, make sure that it's tight. That way we, like, you know, don't lose any of it. Uh, but we've been spending, like, a lot of our time writing. Um, for some up, uh, hopefully upcoming releases. Uh, we don't have anything too concrete to say yet, uh, but we, we've, we've kind of leaned more, it's weird. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure which way we're leaning with the new stuff because there's some stuff that's a lot more technical. I, th I think it's, it's like, I don't like sports, but I think it's just like the next logical step where it's still fast and loud and there's a lot of gang vocals, but there's a lot of like intricate um, instrumental parts as well. So I think you could just expect more of that in the next couple of releases. That's uh, very interesting. Um, when you were on tour in Europe or, or when planning on going to Europe, is that when you hooked up with Little Rocket and Graham? Actually, the, the, the way that we 
hooked up with Graham. Uh, it was totally circumstance. We were we were in the middle of recording I Don't Like Sports uh, with uh, our producer, uh, Jordan Voth, here in Winnipeg. And he, I think we had only like half of the album done at that point. And he had previously done some work with a band called Elder Abuse. Uh, like quite a bit of work with elder abuse and a band yeah. called Ceilings from here in Winnipeg, who were both on with Little Rocket. Um, so I guess Graham sent him an email like while we were in the middle of recording, uh, just to thank him for the work on the last elder abuse record, uh, and kind of like mentioned that if he had any other bands that he was working with to like send them over, and he'd be happy to check them out. So I guess Jordan sent over some stuff, and uh, among the stuff sent over was our uh, part of our record I, I, I can't I, I'm it's escaping me a little bit how much of the record was actually done at that point but I guess Graham really responded to it super well and like got in contact with us right away and we were super excited to start working with them so it, it was totally through our, our uh, producer Jordan Voth uh, which is kind of hilarious seeing as how you know Graham and Little Rocket are based out of like Sunderland in the UK and then we got hooked up through our producer who's here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And now we're signed to this label that's in another country, you know, <laughs> across an ocean. Uh, when I first heard the record, I was, uh, I played it for my wife. She did a promo on our uh, YouTube channel for it. And right away, right thank away you for that, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and she responded right away to it. Uh, there was a, a few, like, not scientists, elder abuse. Um, there was a, there was another good one, too. Uh, Lady in the Lion. Lady in the Lion. Mm. Uh, and, but she responded to this very much. Uh, your, your sound. Um, what, kind of, what kind of following would you, would you, would you say you have? Um, that's interesting. I'd like to think that we have a pretty diverse following. Um, like, uh, there's, there's interesting. I think, I don't think as many like super young, like teenagers to us, but I think a part of that is because of the, you know, without getting super into it, there's, I think there's a lack of like all ages venues that maybe 10 years ago there were. So I don't know if uh, younger kids have the same access to the kind of punk rock that I did when I was growing up and that others might have had growing up. Uh, but I think we, we've got a pretty diverse crowd. Uh, a lot of people who are obviously into punk rock like us quite a bit. Um, I, I think if you're really, I, I think if you are into like pop, pew, 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 the Menzingers, Iron Sheik, Sam I Am, I think if you're into that kind of stuff, I really do think you're all you'll get a good uh, you'll respond well to the to our sound as well it, it seems to me that um, the, the UK in particular is is very uh, very into that music you know bands that are inspired by the bands you were talking about Iron Sheik Sam I Am Hot Water Music and uh, it seems like that that's that's where their love is lying right now. Would you, would you agree with that? Having been over there? Uh, 
I actually I haven't been over there yet, unfortunately, because of COVID. But I, I I would I would say so. I feel like those bands do pretty well over there, and we have some friends who have toured the UK, and like they get great response out there as well. So great. So what what uh, what instrument do you play, and who would you say are your top three influences? I play uh, guitar. And I sing. Uh, my influences for guitar. That's an interesting question. I, it's interesting because I never really think about it too much. But I think I think one of my biggest influences ever, just as a, as a person growing up and listening to guitar and stuff, is Joe Strauss from The Clash. Uh, is hugely influential. Um, I think actually the way Stephen Babcock from Up the way he plays guitar is also really like really speaks to me as an influence. I, I, I'm, it's, it's like people who don't necessarily have like a super duper technical background of guitar, but like just the way that they play and they're still able to like get that passion out of their instrument. I think that really like speaks to me because I feel like that's more indicative of the way I play as well. Uh, and the other one is uh, both it's, it's a two way tie between uh, John K. Sampson and Stephen Carroll from The Weaker Thems. Oh, awesome. Awesome. How about vocal-wise? Vocal-wise, man. It's, it's, I love, I actually love the way, like, um, uh, the guys from Iron Sheik sound. I do really love that, like, kind of gruff, punk-rocky voice. Um, I also, like, I, I, I get quite a kick. Oh, you know what? Who one of the, like I think one of the best vocalists are. I just that just popped into my head. Um, these are going to be kind of maybe not necessarily the same kind of that you would place for me, but I think the lead singer of Hopalong. I'm not sure what her name is, but I think she is like got one of the most incredible, unique, coolest voices out there. Um, another person who I totally think is a great, phenomenal vocalist is Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, it's it, it's like it, it's kind of obviously it's outside of like punk rock and stuff like that, but I I just the way that she sings live and the way she like uses her voice and like has just such great control is amazing. And uh, another one that I'm listening to a ton right now, I'm I'm giving kind of like more snapshots of what I'm listening to now and are kind of like really speaking to me is uh, the lead singer from Sincere Engineer. I also think that she has a great, like, she's not as like, you know, technical I feel as Phoebe, but she's got like this great like passion and she can really get the gruff out in her voice. Uh, so I think the, yeah, those three right now at least are, are pretty big for me. That's awesome. Um, is there anything before we sign off? Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, direct people to your page, or anything you want to promote, um, or message to send to your fans? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I I always hate to be the person who does this, but big things coming soon. <laughs> Feel free to go check us out. We're uh, on Facebook. Uh, uh, the the proper Facebook page is Screaming at Traffic Music. Uh, so facebook.com slash Screaming at Traffic Music. Our Instagram handle is the same thing, Screaming at Traffic Music. Um, 
you can check us out on Bandcamp as well if you want to support directly. We've got like vinyl. We've got a ton of merch that's on there. Um, we also have, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, a couple of, like last year, I did a, an acoustic performance for Girls Rock Camp Winnipeg at the West End Cultural Center here locally. And uh, we actually released that as a live acoustic album that's pay what you want on our band camp as well. It's called the uh, Stay Home EP, released pretty much uh, <laughs> right at the beginning of lockdown. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, we've got another big thing that we're very passionate about as a band is uh, is uh, music videos. We have got tons of, we've done tons of music videos for I, our songs off I Don't Like Sports. So yeah look up on youtube as well and uh yeah check us out listen to the album and uh we uh will uh, look forward to releasing new music uh in the future awesome well glad to hear that you have so much going on uh during the this pandemic and, and all this crazy shit it, it, it's just it's uh it's reassuring to hear that that musicians keep working on new things and i always love to hear the stories about that absolutely well thanks thanks so much for having me ryan i uh, i really appreciate you uh taking the time and putting up with my failure to figure out time zones for the first couple of tries well it's all right man it happens to everybody uh including myself uh i wanted to thank you for sharing your time with me um and i really enjoy the record and it's in our store if somebody wants to buy it um but uh it's among it's among one of my favorites from that label, uh, Little Rock. Thanks. So uh, I want to thank you and uh, wish you uh, a good fall. And, and hopefully uh, on the other side of 2020, we'll, uh, we'll hear more from you. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we'll be uh, making our way down to your neck of the woods uh, once all this is over as well. Yeah, come to Philly. Oh, we, we plan on it. <laughs> awesome. All right, have a good day. Yeah, you too.